I, I read something from Mike McCarthy or heard something from Mike McCarthy over the weekend talking about today and tomorrow. And he said, these are the worst days. The next 48 hours is clearly the worst part of the job. Is that the way you feel in terms of you have to let go of so many people y'all have seen and gotten to know? Or have you been able to kind of, are you able to detach yourself from that and focus on the business aspect of talent acquisition and evaluation? No, you don't ever detach yourself from it in terms of just uh, having such appreciation for what these 90 guys going to 85, going to 80, going to 53. The great news is there's going to be, you know, there's a lot of different injury lists and things like that. So the numbers that are not going to be involved at all are getting fewer and far between uh, in terms of, you know, we're probably going to have over 70 guys around when you count the practice squad and some of the injury lists. So thank goodness there's not a, not a ton of them, but for the guys who've laid it on the line out there who, you know, are going to have to walk away from here and not have any type of spot on our team, you just, you know, your heart felt because we all know this is a very rough, tough, physical uh, game. And, uh, you know, these guys have dreams and it is difficult. And I don't think you ever detach yourself from that. Now, at the same time, it you know, it is a business and, uh, that's the tough part of it. Uh, it's a business that you got to make the right decisions for their overall team, but it doesn't keep you from having compassion and passion and, you know, heartfelt for the guys who are, uh, you know, it, that the dream's not going to work out here. Steven, with the uh, the backup quarterback situation, did, did either of the guys out of the three, did they – put themselves in position? Did they separate themselves from each other at all? Did they make this decision easy for you? Yeah, I just think it's a, you know, it's a very competitive situation. Uh, obviously not going to speak to any detail right now. Certainly uh, we're going to go over that and it'd be very unfair to get ahead of this. But uh, uh, I thought really Gilbert really rebounded after a uh, tough game in Houston. And then, uh, you know, Cooper had tough duty going against uh, – uh, you know, they're ones. And, uh, of course, we had we didn't have any of uh, – we didn't have our top 40 players playing in the game. So, uh, you know, that was difficult, uh difficult chore for a Cooper, but I thought he hung in there well. I thought the whole group hung in there well. But, uh, you know, that will just be a decision that uh, – and a tough one uh, that we'll make uh, uh, here in the coming hours. And, uh, uh, you know, both guys are just class acts. Uh, there are even better people off the field than there are on the field. And uh, certainly uh, our, our men, they're going to have, I'm sure if it's not here, an opportunity to play uh, somewhere else, whatever decision we make. Talking with Stephen Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. I want to get back into some of those, uh, some roster stuff in this weekend's game. But I wanted to ask you the unfortunate situation. Obviously, we're all watching play out in New Orleans, how in New Orleans is going to come down to the stadium to practice. Did you all reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Can you tell us anything about those conversations and how this decision got made? Yeah, Sean and uh, Peyton and Mickey Loomis reached out to us and asked if they could practice uh, here in Dallas. And as it turned out, we did have uh, our stadium available and they were able to secure accommodations and uh, just great that we're able to help them. And, uh, like you said, it's just a heartbreaking situation. Uh, what's going on to, you know, everybody there in South Louisiana and more. And, uh, you know, you just, uh, 
uh, you know, it's just a very, very difficult for anybody living in that area. And our prayers go out to all the families and, uh, certainly, uh, you know, even for the ones who ended up leaving there, I'm certainly they're on pins and needles. When you think about your, your home being in harm's way, that's a difficult situation. And you certainly pray for the ones who weren't able to get out for whatever the reason that they, uh, hopefully work their way through it and, uh, are able to, uh, make their way through this storm and come out the back end. But uh, certainly we want to do anything and everything we can to help the Saints organization. You know, we obviously have great proximity to, uh, you know, to their market and want to do anything and everything we can to help them. Steven, I know that you have a lot of coaches, a lot of scouts. You know, Will McClay is right there with you. I was wondering this. Obviously, Sunday you have your game at noon and you're watching that game pretty intently. You're going to meet with coaches and stuff on that. But there's 15 other preseason games, and I know you can kind of watch them in about an hour, hour and a half with, you know, getting through the commercials and stuff like that. How many hours or how many games do you watch after your game is over and you have time to sit down? Because obviously starting today, tomorrow and stuff, you have to look at not only your guys, but if somebody gets released off of another team, and I know a lot of scouts give you that information. I was just wondering how many opinions do you have on other players, on other teams in those situations? Well, it's fun to watch the games. I'll, I'll give you that. It's very difficult to see what's going on, especially with the line group without having, you know, the, the end zone views and the tape that uh, you get when you uh, get the tape on a ball game. I mean, certainly you, as they, sh- as they should be, they're focused on the ball. So you're seeing the quarterbacks and uh, you're seeing the receivers and the running backs, but uh, it's hard to really tell what's going on in uh, either line unless, uh, of course, you're seeing a player make a sack. or uh, And then, of course, uh, the uh, defensive players that are making plays on the ball. But you certainly enjoy watching it. Uh, certainly watch the uh, part of the San Francisco that game there uh, to the end after uh, we were through with our game. And then the Giants and the Pats played, which was interesting as well. But uh, – you know, you really got to get in there and look at the the, the tape. And uh, uh, our scouts do a great job of that, going through all the guys who, uh, you know, through communications, we've told, you know, we've been told to take a look at to see if we'd have any interest. And uh, and then, of course, we do our own 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 homework, if you will, in terms of uh, you know seeing who's who are backups and who are going to be, you know, on that bubble, if you will, and watching those guys trying to get prepared uh, well in advance before the waiver wire hits. The good news was some teams playing on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Uh, you know, some of the teams are already starting to make their cuts, and you're able to start to look at some of these guys. So it's a very interesting time of year. We do have, uh, as you said, a great staff that work under Will McClay that, uh, you know, they didn't even attend our game. They, they know our team, gotten to see it well, so they were already starting to look at a lot of a lot of the other preseason tape and keep their eye on the games, but it sometimes it's tough to get a good good feel for things off the television. I Malik Hooker's name has kind of been a very intriguing because he got into camp late, and then you know this was his first opportunity to really see him on the field and do some things. But I heard Mike McCarthy say, "Well, he's hit every post that we've asked him to. He's gone, you know, he's all the targets we've asked, he's gotten to that. Is that enough?" to be on this team or to have a projection of what he will be through the season, or is there still more to see from him? No, I mean, we knew what we were getting into when we signed him this late in the game. 
you know, he was wanting to do more work to see where he was going to be when the season started and then made the decision he was ready to sign. And we had a good visit earlier when we had brought Kazee in with him. And, uh, you know, just really feel like if you look at his full body of work, uh, what we thought of him coming out of Ohio State, uh, when he's been healthy, uh, the work that he did there at Indianapolis, he made a lot of plays on the ball. And, you know, us just wanting to get a feel for A, that he's healthy and, B that we see there up on him uh, getting in football shape. And as you said, you saw him play a full half there yesterday. As Mike said, he's hit all the posts. And, you know, we feel good about Malik. How do you guys feel about the general health of the team after the preseason? Because we always hear just make it through healthy. And yesterday, you know, uh, I guess a concussion evaluation for Malik Turner, Calvin Joseph, leg or groin injury. Any updates on those two? And then how do you feel about the general health of the team coming out of the preseason? In general, I think we've made it through really well. And, uh, you know, Mike does an outstanding job of, of keeping up with their reps and their GPS numbers and really trying to protect these guys. I mean, there's no way you ever go through any preseason. I, I can't remember us doing it. And I would beg, to, I'd, I'd like to see if any team's ever Gone, gone through it without any injuries, but uh, so you're always going to have something. And but I think overall we're really pleased. I mean, obviously you got a Neville Gallimore who's going to start on the, uh, on an injured list to return. Uh, you know, you got uh, you know the disappointment that Chauncey and uh, Goldston and Ball didn't get a, uh, a ton of reps in training camp. That's a tough one because obviously we picked them high, and uh, certainly uh, they've got some work still to do. Uh, in terms of uh, they'll be on injured lists as well. But uh, uh, in general, I would say overall, uh, when you look at, you know, who we're going to be counting on to uh, to actually beat the, the Buccaneers, certainly, uh, you know, Neville's probably our, uh, our toughest loss at this point. I know, Stephen, you have a lot of rookies that you're counting on this season to help you out, especially defensively. How – Easy, tough, I don't know exactly how to put it, but the patience that you have to have with rookies that you you know that there's talent there, but for them to really contribute uh, you know, consistently in an NFL game, uh, you just talk about maybe the patience that you have to have and know that it's there. We just have to wait on it. Yeah. Well, some of them, uh, you know, are unique and uh, they're ready to go. And uh, uh, you love it when you get your hands on those guys. Then – you know, your next thing you do, especially on draft picks that you obviously thought a lot of or you wouldn't have picked them, then there has to be some handicapping going on. And uh, there's, you know, if they're competing against a veteran player who's played games in this league, you know, there's a chance if uh, you're needing a player uh, to be the very best against the Buccaneers that that veteran might would have been a little better. But if he's still, if he's uh, probably not going to dress because, you know, he's the uh, sixth receiver or he's the, ninth offensive lineman or he's the 10th uh, defensive lineman, then that's when you really start to handicap, uh, you know, the the young guys in terms of their future, uh, what it means to your salary cap. You have to handicap those guys uh, over some of those journey veteran, uh, veteran minimum guys in terms of uh, how you look at them. But, uh, uh, but you just got to bring them along and hopefully – uh, they get a chance to do that, and they just keep getting better, which is usually what you see. And, and what you do want to see in training camp is you want to see that era up. That Hey, from the first day of camp till the last day of camp, this guy just kept getting better. 
And, uh, you know, if that, uh, you know, if that's the trend, usually that continues to be the trend. They keep trending up. And then when they get their opportunity, uh, they get in there and they do a good job. Now, speaking of rookies, when we saw Micah Parsons and Trevor Lawrence exchange jerseys, did you just kind of think they were swapping out offensive and defensive rookie of the year's jerseys right there? <laughs> I'll take that. I will say this. We've loved Micah and what I saw on the field from Trevor Lawrence. Good luck to anybody else in the league uh, taking that, that, uh, that award away from him if he plays like he did against us. Yeah, he he absolutely looks like he has it right now. Now, the, the, we've heard a couple whispers, Stephen, about potential trades. When when you're at this point, are you trying to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, we got a guy we would like to swap here"? How does how do those conversations work out? And are there guys that you could consider trading on this team? Yeah, I mean, everybody pays attention uh, to where people are having injuries or where they might have a need, and you know, we've got a great. Uh, you know, great communication going out, out there, great network with all the teams, uh, different relationships, whether it's Will, myself, Jerry, Coach McCarthy, uh, everybody, uh, you know, has great communication going on right now, and that's really uh, what you're looking for. People, you know, certainly can turn on our tape and see where we might be long with some young players, and they might be willing to uh, go to a place. Obviously, losing Rico was a tough one for us, Dowdle, and you know, it doesn't take a rocket science in to look and see, well, they might need a third running back. Uh, so uh, you lose a McKeon, our third tight end, and uh, they may say, hey, they may need something there. Obviously, we brought in Sprinkle to bring uh, to bring depth there, but uh, uh, that's just, in general, that's how those conversations go. So you don't think I should just start listing players and you'll give me some sort of sign if that's one of the players? I think we can, that... save, I think we can save that. All right. But we'll, you just blink twice. That's usually our that's usually our code, Stephen. Every year we do a blink twice. Do, do, and you, can do you see me blinking? Absolutely. <laughs> and and the, the last thing I was just kind of curious about in terms of in, in terms of logistics for tomorrow, because you know we have a rabid Cowboys Nation and listeners right here, is how do y'all determine, like, when – I know you have to make the cuts by 3 o'clock, but do you try to make them in one giant wave? Do you make the cuts throughout the day? Like, how do you how do you think that's going to balance out tomorrow? Usually it's one wave. And uh, now some guys, you know, we may start to communicate to them starting tonight, tomorrow, but in general we'll put them on the wire there tomorrow at 3. All right. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it. Good luck over the next uh, couple of days. I know it's going to be very, very busy for one of our biggest Tolos. Well, sounds great. I love the Tolo, baby. There you go. Thanks, Thanks very much, Stephen. All right. Take care, guys.